Hi, I'm Joaquin Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. I pray that Jesus ministers to you through today's message and that you are blessed deeply. If you're encouraged, please like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our weekly sermons. Enjoy the message. Testing, testing, wow. Just wave to me and smile. This is always a good way for me to connect. Again, just say wow. wow. Backwards? Wow. Upside down? Wow. You were better than last night. <laughs> Even before we start, uh, I just wanted to honor this. Uh, just honor this family for the way that you're hosting his presence. And uh, we just, during these couple of days, uh, there's something that has happened in my spirit, just being around you. There's something for a new refresh. And I have been sharing that we kind of started out a very long season. And first it was Pakistan, and there was about 11 major assignments, then Afghanistan, and just had this one trip after the other around the world. And then you kind of get tired in the middle of a lot of that traveling. From here I'm going home for a moment, and then I'm heading to... So we went to... And then I went to four other countries after that, came home and went and eventually we ended up in uh, we were in Rwanda a few weeks ago and then we came home from Rwanda and just been going and in the middle of all of that you're just coming into a place where and then somebody I think it was you Eddie that just said that before you're going when you're coming here you're going to leave more refreshed than before you came in I want to thank you for that I just It's just one of those environments. This is a family environment where you're becoming a light. This is not an orphanage where orphans are coming together that wants visitation, but this is a family where we can have habitation. And I think that a lot of church model has been more Babel-based where we're doing everything to see how close to heaven we can build. But you are a battle that means open heaven and the house of God, a family that are hosting their presence. So I just wanted to remind you of who you are. I, I do want to take a few moments, just a little, maybe it's selfish, but it's just, it's in my spirit because as many of you know that uh, first there was an earthquake that was going on in Afghanistan. And then uh, for some of you that know my story for the last 26, 27 years, uh, uh, God has entrusted me. And we just heard about so much about the beautiful thing about Isaac and just about uh, my Jewish family. And I'm so grateful that when I remember I was doing this thing on Eagle's Wings with uh, and we were doing this conference and, and it was kind of a little challenge for me because I, I think I was the only one representing Ishmael. <laughs> because, and how much Papa loves Ishmael. Yes. And just hearing the cry of Ishmael out in the wilderness crying out. And the cry of Ishmael is, God cannot be a father and he cannot have a son. That's the whole root of all Islam. And sometimes we've come with an orphan spirit trying to reach an orphan. While they are looking for family and looking for home. And there is this beautiful family taking place. And even there, if you know the whole story about Jacob, I mean, he had visitation in Bethel the first time. He got so tired that he rested on a rock. When we rest on a rock, there's open heaven. And angels were ascending and descending. And then from that very place, but he said, God was here, but I did not realize it. And then he goes through this journey. And we know, I'm not going to preach about that now, but... I just haven't, that's the problem with you guys. I just have to be honest with you. I get like 11 messages at once. Yes. <laughs> I, and then they say, you got one hour. I'm like, no, I have 48 minutes and 12 seconds. And I was like, 
yeah, I had to come back. So anyway, <laughs> so I'm just going to have fun this morning. Okay, so. so but the story there, and then the wrestling match, just remember the whole story because even while they were in the mother's womb, this wrestling match, but Jacob was going through this journey and, and the two things he desired more than anything else, I just want the birthright and the blessing. And he was willing to do anything. He didn't steal the birthright. He was a good business guy. He negotiated with some suit. Because he was hungry. I mean, what I want more than if I just have the birthright. And I think we need to value the birthright in this time. What Jesus has paid for. And then also the Father's blessing. There's some people that have had the birthright. You maybe had a robe, but not the ring. And the robe gets you to heaven, but the ring brings heaven to you. So we forget it, but we are not going to have another date with Jesus when you're married to him. Covenant. So sometimes we struggle because we want intimacy without covenant. See, maybe prophesied over you that you're going to have a child, but what that means is that you're going to get married and then you're going to get naked and there's going to be intimacy. And so there's this process. And it's a frustrating thing if we don't realize that. But the story that just came with me with Jacob there in this wrestling match, and, and, and it's also kind of my wrestling match, but it's coming into this journey and we know the story. I'm not going to let go of you until you bless me. He wrestled with his angel of Yahweh. And my question, I mean, you already have had two blessings. Come on, what's wrong? I mean, you already have the Father's blessing, but there's something missing. There was nothing wrong, but something is not right. There was still a black hole in his soul. So even after he had open heaven and visitation, he just did not know how to have habitation. On the inside, he is still an orphan. He is still a Jacob. What is your name? My name is Jacob. Well, you're no longer going to be Jacob. You're going to be Israel. You're going to be a prince, which is a son, a royal son. So you're a son and a daughter of a king. You're a royal son. You're an Israel. And we know this story. But here's what I want you to capture. Because I wanted us as a family, especially this day that we are celebrating, that is so precious for us. And even as I'm going to meditate this evening, going home to Atlanta, just... <sighs> so we are going to blow some trumpets. But we're seeing here this beautiful part here that I just want us to see. This, this captured me on a trip where I was going to meet with some radical leaders and, and it still was just doing something with me. Now, Israel, when Esau, what was the root fear? And we've been talking about that this week in an area where there's love deficiency, there is God deficiency. Because God is love. And, and so there was an element in him that now when he's in Israel, he got a new name, he got a new identity, he got a new label on his life. And as a result of this new identity, has a different intimacy. And the same situation, 400 radicals, Esau married into Ishmael's family. So that means that he's marrying into one of the root of Islam, but with vengeance in his eyes. He's coming to kill. And that has been the fear, one day I'm going to face my brother. And he had done everything in the natural, but now he's coming in, but he's a different person. So when the radical is coming, you can read that verse. It is there in Genesis 35, and you can find it if you want to have fun. But this beautiful part, and I just wanted to warm my voice up with this one because it just, ah. I want us to capture this. So when his brother is coming, he just bowed down seven times. You see, genuine humility. I don't have to prove anything any longer. He's become free from himself. He's learning the hard work of rest and the dove is resting upon him. And then when the brother is coming with 400 guys and 
coming with vengeance towards him. And he bowed down seven times. And eventually it's that one scripture verse. He said, oh, when I saw him, I have seen the face of God. And that hit me when I read that verse. When you can see the face of God in the terrace, the environment starts to change. You don't see the terrace all, you see the Apostle Paul. Because when you see you the way that he sees you, the way you see everybody else is different. When you love you the way that he loves you, the way you are seeing that perfect love takes away fear. And he became an environment changer. And Esau the terrorist embraces him in this ministry of reconciliation. So both Isaac and Ishmael was part of the father's funeral. There was a unity. And I'm just showing that because I felt, I'm showing you a video about Ishmael right now. And just wanted to give you an opportunity. But my assignment, and I told all of my friends that their main calling is Israel. And I love Israel. I am so full of gratitude and I'm honoring. But also my calling that I shared to all of my friends because they're like, hey, you're going to reach those Muslims so they can. No, I'm loving those Muslims. I really love Ishmael. I've given my life for Ishmael. I will wash the feet of Ishmael. So I'm just... Because they thought that I maybe went over there so I could kind of get these people changed so they could. And I'm going over there because I love them. And I wanted them experiencing a God just like Jesus. And I wanted them to have an encounter. And yes, and you see the video here because now the radical Esau came into Lahore in 2013. And the reason I'm just showing, it's an old video, but I, for me it's still a picture here of an environment change because radicals came in, burned down 200 Christian homes at the St. Joseph colony area. And that verse was hitting me like, what are you seeing? They're raping our Christian sisters and these horrific evil. But what are you seeing? And I had to have an encounter so that I could become an encounter. I had to be having some transformation because transform people, transform people. And I couldn't give what I hadn't received. And when I was looking at Esau, I just had this thing, look what they are doing. And it just was an invitation for us to have an upgrade in love. And what you're beholding, you're becoming, and what you became, you release. So these people embrace us. And my best gift that I can give to Israel is to reach the Palestinian and Iranians and because that's how Israel is going to get saved. It's going to cause jealousy among the Jews when the fullness of Gentiles comes in. So we just have all these beautiful meetings going on these days where these radical moms that wanted to kill. And then suddenly they come in embracing and we have this incredible ministry of reconciliation. And it's happening in the micro, but now we're top leaders. So let's just watch this little video. And then, this is not for everyone, but if some of you would like, because we are in a season, um, just share, we have 33 million that are suffering, and most of them are Ishmaelites with a root, and because of the flood. And so we have all those that are suffering right now because of the flood situation. And then in Afghanistan, we had the earthquake, and God has given us favor, both with the Taliban, to go in and reach and bring the goodness and kindness of Jesus in the middle of it. So just wanted to, so we've had this one incident five times just in the last week. We've been involved in major outreaches over there and just sensing that in the middle of those catastrophes, we get to represent love and light. But also if you want to be part of that, I just wanted to give you at least an opportunity because I represent the ones that I never once heard the name of Jesus. So while we are waiting for the second coming of Jesus, they never heard of the first coming. So while we're saying, come Jesus, he's saying, go church, because he's not coming until we are going. 
So let's, let's just watch this and then I'm going to see if I can be disciplined. <laughs> Granny, mom, the top Muslim leader of Sawir. Different top Muslim leaders, both Shia, Sunni Muslim leaders, we're getting together. And here's another larger to bring peace and harmony. Then we minister to the persecuted church, to our brothers and sisters. Can we just give Jesus a good hand? So I just wanted to show on this screen that the, the, the family has been very gracious to say we, we, we want to be part of the light business. We don't have a darkness problem in the world, but lack of light. And they have not experiencing a God that looks like Jesus. And right now, as I was saying, both 12, we're seeing mosques, doors has opened up. I'm a professor of Sharia law, and we were showing that last night. And then now, next day, somebody asked me, have you been to Iran? I just was invited by the leadership, the Shia leaders, now to go to Iran, and even going to holy pilgrimage with the Shia. And uh, so just all these incredible things God is doing. So I just wanted to give you an opportunity to pray into that. Very few people are maybe called to soul, but I think everyone can pray for this Norwegian and our family and the family of families that we have throughout there. So the whole North Africa is open up, the Middle East is open up, Saudi Arabia, all of these places, they just open. 
And so sometimes we just don't have the right perspective. Islam is not the problem. It is a promise. So before we leave, if we can leave that uh, thing. But I wanted to read a story for you and then we're going to... But uh, Jeff came in when we were in the room and I was wrestling a little bit because yesterday was such a beautiful, deep work and I got wrecked. With a lot of us, we just got wrecked there. It is when you love you the way that he loves you, just like John, and allowing him to go in. But just like some of the ones that just from the prison, I went down there and I could feel what the father was feeling this deep. And there was some healing taking place. And I just, because the lamb in you when you feel, because you have authority over what you weep over, but you also have authority where you love. Yes. And one is the lamb's aspect of Jesus. So what he's doing in this teaching, enlarging the lamb. Because Jesus was a lion that became a lamb so that we could become lambs that become lion. Yeah. And when we roar, people will gather and not scatter because it comes from the lamb's heart. Oh and in the book of Revelation, there's 24 times the lamb is mentioned and the only time the lion, the lion out there, we celebrate the lion, let's take over this mountain. But we do not see the powers actually in the lamb. Yeah. Yeah. I know what they deserve. Could you place that on me so they can become free? And then the injustice that's there, you can roar and you unify and justice happens. And you get to represent a God that looks like Jesus. So Jeff just said, we came in there and Mike and I sat with the breakfast table and I had one word here. It's like the soaring sons and daughters. I just heard it this morning. And it's a long story, but I share some of my story of my brokenness, how I got my limp. 16 and a half years ago, when I had a wrestling match, went to treatment center, and you guys heard that story, some of you last night, where this whole thing, but I didn't realize at the time there was a molting ceasing happening in my life. And for two years, I've been flapping my wings. I've been working harder and harder because I didn't know how to soar. And I'm just feeling that there's an invitation to stop struggling and start soaring. And there's this thermal updraft of the wind of the Spirit in these meetings. And you're learning how to rest in that. And when you are resting, He's working. And rest becomes your weapon of warfare. And how to rest, you wear the enemy out. Yes. But to do that, we have to understand... We have to understand who we are and whose we are. So let me start by reading a little story. And I love this story, by the way. Once upon a time, like every good story, there was a chicken named Will. Will was pecking around in the chicken coop one day and he found his old, old letter. Will had never seen this letter and he read it excitingly. As he, as he started to read it, his heart jumped because it explained it was possible for a chicken to be supernaturally transformed into an eagle. Wow. There had always been a desire in Will's heart to be an eagle, but he never thought it would be possible in his life. But that night, Will, the chicken, he prayed to God and he believed it was possible for him to be born again into an eagle. As Will prayed, a bolt of lightning struck him and immediately he became a fully-fledged eagle. The crazy thing was that Will was so used to his experience of being a chicken that he didn't realize he had become an eagle. Even though the old letter had promised he would. From then on, he walked around in the coop acting and pecking like a chicken. But all the while, he was actually an eagle. It became very difficult for Will to still act like a chicken because he was no longer designed for that kind of a life. 
He no longer enjoyed pecking around for food and scraps like he used to. He became more and more dissatisfied with his condition, but could not put his claw on the issue. So he continued to ask, Oh God, please make me more like an eagle. But he never changed and lost hope. This event went on for one day. And then suddenly one, there was this majestic eagle that flew over Will's coop. And he saw this funny sight of this eagle that was acting like a chicken. The eagle swooped down and perched on the tree next to him and said, Hey, Will, what are you doing down there in the coop acting like a chicken? What do you mean? Will replied, I am a chicken. The eagle laughed at Will and said, Come, spread your wings and fly with me. You are an eagle just like me. Will didn't have time to think. As the eagle flew away, he spread what he thought was his chicken wings and he saw two broad eagle wings with three strong flaps, some faith and courage. Will flew high above the chicken coop and he soared as eagles do. He was seeing the invisible so he could do the impossible. So... uh, How many of you believe in creative miracles? There's two creative miracles, how a chicken can become an eagle. But the second one is how for me to take 12 hours in the school of eagles in 30 minutes and 12 seconds. So I'm just going to take a couple of highlights. Speak slowly. Say slowly. And smile. So here we have this story, and this is what was going on in my life. My background with this one, I came out of a treatment center in California. Some of you, if you didn't hear, had a broken neck, back, body cast. Because of a lot of the places, underneath these fancy clothes, there's a lot of scars. And because of my own brokenness, eventually what was happening, I started to med, I was on medication from the surgery, but the last couple of years I abused it. This is back in 2003, 4. And so in that season, you didn't feel, and a lot of people are medicating themselves and they do not realize you are flapping, not soaring. Because there's pain in your life and that pain is, is looking for pleasure. So there's three questions for all of us as eagles. And this was, there was a change in season and that change is going on right now. How many of you, you're no longer what you used to be, but you have not yet become what you're supposed to become? I know that's one of those 100% answers, so it's not. <laughs> so there's a sunset in one season and sunrise. We have a long Friday season and there is a 2 or 10 or 12 year Saturday and you're waiting for Sunday. And, and so you're living in that tension intentional. And if we had a time, I would talk about there's 10 major global changes happening in the world. As there's 8 billion people in this world. And there's all these things that is taking place in the front of our eyes. And for us that have the Issachar anointing, that understand the time, but also know what to do. And it's one thing to understand the time, but there's a lot of people. I still remember in Texas when I was here back in the days of Houston, Texas, when there was this Y2K. Do you remember that? <laughs> Let me just remind some of you, uh, generators are very cheap right now. (laughs) I had some of my friends, let's buy generators, hurry, let's get the guns up into the woods. Antichrist is coming, it's kind of that. I mean, for 2,000 years, everyone that believed in fear has been wrong so far. (laughs) Just in case. I just have to be aware. So, but the three questions we have to answer in this season, help me say, what time is it? 
I didn't mean it is about 20 some minutes to, I didn't mean that. I mean, what is the Kairos moment you and I are living in? Second question that all of us need to answer in this season, what is God doing in our generation? Say that with me. I didn't say what the devil is doing. I didn't say what God is not doing. A lot of people are being distracted by what God is not doing because they don't see what God is doing. Then you're asking God to bless what they are doing instead of doing what God is blessing. And the third question we all need to answer is, what is my place and how do I make myself available in what God is doing? And from that we need to know, who am I? Identity, identity. Where am I? Intimacy, intimacy. What do I have? Inheritance, inheritance. And what am I called to do? My special sauce, my uniqueness. Destiny, destiny, destiny. But to do that and go back to the identity. Mike asked me if there's one word to describe everything. I said, it's identity. For me, it's the one thing of all my special sauce, that, <clears throat> that identity. Because everything flows from that identity. Seeing you the way that he sees you. Loving you the way that he loves you. So I'm putting this together. So I was going through that transition. We're in the middle of a transition. And by the way, let me just describe the Kairos moment. We're living during the second most important time in world's history. The most important time was about 2,000 years ago. And there's a lot of people that don't understand the time. And over the years have not understood the time. But the reason we are blessed so much, the shaking that's going on in the world, we're in an inlet of a new transformation. And there's actually a new reformation coming. The first reformation, 1517, had justification by faith and grace alone, restored Jesus. But it was always this molting ego taking place when you saw there was a change. So you were losing your feathers, your vision, and you are frustrated and you're wondering what's going on. Where are you, God? And you're going down there in those dark places between the Friday and Sunday, a molting season. You're losing your feather. You're losing your vision. And you're trying to find your identity in the middle of it by what He is doing. And that is Isaiah 40, 31. Those that wait upon the Lord. Waiting means you've wrapped yourself up in Him. As you're waiting upon the Lord, you are renewing your strength. Meaning you're not going to be able to go where He's taking us into the future with your old feathers. And there's 7,700 feathers in an alignment for the assignment. So all these feathers and then your vision is not the same. The talents is not the same. So you're going through this transition and I'm in the middle of another molting season. Getting ready because it's started a show in the next years what is coming. So being aware of the Kairos moment we're living in. It is so important for us to get right into the alignment. And then what is God doing in our generation? And for Bethel family, for each one of you to wake up in the morning and see this is what God is up to. This is what God, why is this attack on the marriage? Or what about the homosexual agenda? What about this? What about that? If you start to see what the enemy is doing, look at the opposite of what Papa God is doing. Why is there such an attack against family? Because God is restoring his family. Why is there such an attack about identity? Because God is restoring the identity of sons and daughters. How do I know? Because I read the book of ending. It started well and it ends well. It started with God and it ends with God. It started with a family and it ends with a family represented from every nation, tongue, tribe and language. I didn't plan to preach this morning, but I'm just sensing like, oh. So here we are into the school and so 
16 years ago, I actually wrote my first book. Bill Johnson said, hey, just write it. Because I talked about the molting ego. But I see we're in a molting season now in America. There's also other changes, geopolitically speaking. But one change is that we're 26 times in world's history, the world has gone from a unipolar war. And the unipolar war became a multipolar war, meaning it was many nations, and that became a bipolar war. And we're in the middle of that change also. Explain it, yeah. You had Pax Britannia, there was one nation, or Pax Romania. There was a reason that Jesus was born during Rome. There was one nation, the world came to Rome, Rome went to the world. So understanding the Kairos moment, and so I am putting a couple of these things. Then what happens is when the morality of that nation goes down, other nation comes up, like what you saw with the colonization that led to also eventually World War I and World War II. And then the war from a multipolar world, everybody's positioning who's going to control what in the world. And then there was two leftovers, Soviet Union and America. And those two, oh, you saw Berlin Wall came down in '88. 1989, Ceausescu fell in December, and then you saw the Soviet Union. You see all these environment changes. And us, all of us that are difference makers, that are called to be eagles in this season, we understand the time, but also we're investing in what to do. Staying within our lane. Not burning flesh, but burning oil of intimacy. Because you're in an alignment for your assignment. So in the middle of this, it changes. And now we are in the middle of another inlet because America did the same thing that has happened 26 times before. September 11 came in. The 10 years between what happened when Soviet Union in 2001 to 2020, excuse me, from 1991 to 2001, those 10 years, was 335 million people that came into the kingdom. Why? Because when there's a unipolar war, America was entrusted. And as a result of that, it was a blessing to the nations of the world. But in America, because of September 11, when it started to lose its morality, not just spirituality. And it's not about the goodness and the kindness of God. Other nations came up. So China says in 2002, America is no longer maintaining unipolar. And then you see nation after nation. So if you watch all those news, all of that's connected to what's taking place. And all that was going on, including Soviet Union, I mean, excuse me, Russia, Ukraine, what's happening with Taiwan, all these things geopolitically, the Sunnah, the Shia, and all the positioning. For us in the middle, it's easy to diagnose what is happening there. So you have that taking place just in the natural. The world is not the same when there's a multipolar world. And the nation is trying to take side of which, who, who are you? Are you a socialist or capitalist? Are you? And that was the wall until... Pax Americana, USA was entrusted, but now we're in that transition again. It's a molting happening. It's affecting us economically, what's happening with COVID, what's happening all over the world. But in the middle of all of that, God is doing something. And we need to get in on what God is doing. We cannot be asleep on the enemy's lap. Because the enemy wants us to build a fire for us to warm up in the middle of the chaos. While there's another fire coming. And Peter went there and in the middle of the chaos. So, but you had that reformation. It restored actually Jesus to the world, 15. If you're looking at a simple restoration. Then in Azusa Street became a birthing point of the Holy Spirit. Again, shaking going on. And then this reformation is called the Agape Reformation of restoring the Father. That's how the family is restored. Last word of the ultimate, that's how the curse is going to be broken. 
So you see these three reformations. So there was an inlet, the second wave is coming down of reformation and there's a new wave coming. They got the reformation. And here Bethel family is invited to be part of that. We honor the roots. So it's not we throw out the other one, we build on that. And again, this is 12 hours, but into the message, what I felt was a couple of key things. Are you guys okay? I know Sunday morning, I didn't plan to go that way, but it is so much of my life is to raise up eagles, sons and daughters, soaring eagles. Let me describe how they look like, the embodiment of that eagle. And Micah was there in my office. One of the CEOs came down, a very marketplace genius in America. 20 years older than me, came down to Atlanta, and he had a full eagle, full size. Brought into my office this week. And Bob Hayslett had just as life. I see this whole thing. And again, eagle. So it's just started to stir. It's been long season. And I'm feeling there's something that this is an eagle's nest. It's a gathering place of eagles. Some with broken wings. Some have lost his vision. But they're coming into this very place. And I see eagles changing environments all over. Yeah. Because you're an eagle Christian. You're not a chicken. Yeah. And you're not a vulture. So stop eating dead things. I just passed it picked me up. Do you know what happened to so and so and so? I said, no, I'm not a vulture, I'm an eagle. <laughs> and you're not a parrot. Let's stop mimicking each other. You're not a pelican. You eat, eat, eat. <laughs> and you're not a peacock, even if I wear flashy shirts. <laughs> That's the flashy bird in God's birds family. And there's a lot of different birds, but God calls us to be like an eagle. America is not known as a turkey, but it is eagle. And I know Benjamin Franklin wanted to call you turkeys. Because Mexico was called the golden eagle. But God is calling and he's raising up eagle Christian. It is a kingdom bird. I've used language on lamb and lion. This is just another language, kingdom language to describe us of who we are, where we are, what we have and what we are called to do. The seven mountains, we don't want orphans to climb the top of them and creating tipping points. Ask of me and I will give you the nations. It's gift to be received, not problems to be achieved. So the embodiment of those eagles is love. Say love. love. And the wing is power and wisdom. Say power and wisdom. Power. You have some wisdom camps and you have some power camp. But in this season, what God is doing is enlarging more and more love so that you are rooted and grounded in love. Amen. So that you are rooted and grounded in love. Amen. Rooted and grounded in love. Amen. Rooted and grounded in love. Amen. How high and deep and wide and long is Papa God love for me? Amen. Rooted and grounded in love. So when you go to the rest and you go with this attitude. Be careful. This kind of a thinking leads to dancing. I'm not giving you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind where wisdom flows from. Sons and daughters of glory. Creation is moaning and groaning. Not for the chickens, not for... For the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. Who are those sons and daughters? They're full of love, full of power, full of wisdom. And every time I'm tipping a little bit too much power or wisdom, I'm going into the ocean of love. 
Because when you get comfortable with love, you get comfortable with God because His love is holy. <laughs> and when there's love deficiency, there's God deficiency. I start to look for love in the wrong places. So anyway, so here we are. Say identity. I'm an eagle. I was born to soar. No flapping. No struggling. Soaring. The wind is working. And I'm resting. Let's put a couple of scripture verses. I mentioned Isaiah 40, 31. And there's several other ones I wish we had the time. Maybe we have to come back for a sore weekend. Just take us through the school from the identity. But let me just give you the framework for today. So it's like, ah, oh, because I'm trying to see why I skip here as I think in mind map. So say kingdom identity. I'm an eagle. In the Bible, it is the golden eagle and the imperial eagle, and they build a life up on rock. Say rock. rock. Rock is that unshakable place. So what are we building a life up on? Our marriages, our business. What does a kingdom business look at when it is built up on rock? The unshakable place. Then on the rock, we're building, say, kingdom family. It's how an eagle builds his nest. And then in the nest, you have a culture. Say culture. Kingdom cultures is how would we raise up a generation? How do we create a culture that changes culture? And what is the difference in that eagle's nest compared to all the other systems? So you are a kingdom family. They don't compete with one another, they complete one another. And it's a generational move of eagles in the nest. And then it's the kingdom lifestyle. Say kingdom lifestyle. This is learning the supernatural ability to learn how to soar, getting out of the nest. Taking a whole generation to getting out and learning to soar. And then you're going to start, say, storms and serpents. As eagles in this season, you need to know the difference between what is a storm. Because for you as eagle Christians, there's a lot of storms and that's a friend for us. And some of you have been rebuking the storm while it is a friend. The wind against you is an invitation to you to go higher and higher. Like a sailboat, if it was not wind, it wouldn't go speed. So all these opposition that came against me, that event with 80 some thousand people wouldn't happen if they didn't kill. Because wherever the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy, Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. And the storm strengthens my wings. It clarifies my vision. It helps me. But then also we need to know how to deal with serpents that are attacking our children, the elderly, that's going after our nation. And we need to have both prophetic eagles. We need apostolic eagles. We need marketplace. We need eagles. And Winston Churchill, he said, when the eagles are quiet, the parrots are talking. And there's a lot of talking going on right now, but we are the eagles in government. We are the eagles. We are the eagle Christians. Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5. And there's about 32 scripture verses that I've studied about the eagle. But it starts here, Psalm 103, verse 1 and 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and not forget all. Say all. All, all of His benefits. How many benefits? Oh, very good. Who forgives you of all your iniquities? How many of your iniquities? All. Who heals you of all your diseases? Say, all. 
who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your youth with good things so that your youth is being renewed like the eagles. There is five supernatural benefits. This is what Jeff came in and just started to speak all this eagle thing over me. Then he started to sing an eagle song right before the meeting. I didn't have to wrestle where, which direction God is speaking any longer. When you have Jeff singing over you in the green room about eagles. And he says, I see you wrapping yourself. And he used these scripture verses. But there's five supernatural benefits for all of us if we can learn how to be renewed just as eagles. And there's a renewal taking place right now for us as God's people. He's going to give us brand new feathers, brand new vision, new talents that can deal with a future serpent. What God is doing, those that has waited upon him and have learned to wrap yourself up in him, there's this renewal of strength taking place. He's setting us up for the greatest thing that the world has ever seen. I'm not saying it's not going to be a bumpy road. There's going to be storms and there's going to be serpents. In this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer because you have overcome the world. These eagle Christians are overcomers. I have a lot of scars, a lot of brokenness, a lot of bones has been broken. But I want us to go in and so say identity, identity. say foundation. I just put it, say family. family. Let me just take a couple of highlights that I wanted to drop and then we land this. But here you have this beautiful beautiful eagle, about two and a half years old. I mean, he is the king of the air. He's actually enjoying this school of supernatural life. He's up there, he's soaring. He can see a rabbit on a distance and with his eyes, they can see it. <gasps> Hungry for rabbit today, squall tomorrow. He's superior. But one day as he's up there and he just have this, papa. <laughs> he has this, he, and then he's noticed this female and that's what they gave me in my office. I have a female now looking at a male eagle in my office. But this was a female. She came in. She can be, ladies, don't be angry at me, but a female can be a little bit bigger than the male. <laughs> Usually is. <coughs> don't tell your wife that. <laughs> so here's, he noticed this female. It's like, wow. I mean, I, he's suddenly getting interest for something else than himself. So he starts to chase after her. Ba -da 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 -da. Ba -da 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 -da. And they're about. Ba -da 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 -da. Ba -da 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 -da. And she kind of noticed, like, because the eager can see both straight and sideways, and they say, wow, uh, who is this dude? Let me check him out. So she suddenly, up to about 160 miles an hour, put her wings in, goes straight down to the ground. He knows what he has to do. He follow after her. She goes down and she picks up a stick. Goes up into the air, about 5,000 foot. And again, they go in this figure eight pattern. I have it on video. It's beautiful. I traveled to Alaska, and then I went to Canada, and then I went studied African fish eagle in Tanzania. I traveled around the world for three years and just spent time with eagles. Because I want to know the ways of the eagles. I want to know how, what we can learn from this majestic bird, the king of the air. And so are you and I, called to rule and reign together with him. So 5,000 foot, she suddenly do something. She dropped that stick. He knows what he has to do. Hmm, look at me. Whoosh, quickly down, pick up the stick and come. Oh, hey, did you see that one, honey? <laughs> pretty impressive. Those talons, pretty sharp. 
Beat on that rock, sharpen them. She's not very impressed. She goes down to about 2,000 foot. <gasps> and then she drops again, comes up a bigger stick. Guess what? Law of gravity. The stick is going to fall faster. And that drops. He goes down, pick it up. But this time it can weigh as much as her own body weight. About nine pounds. Golden eagle. Picks up a big stick this time. It's a little bit more, less. I say the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom and knowing the Holy One is understanding. It's a little of that. Wow. If I, I need to be willing to give my life to be able to stop this stick. Because eagles are monogamous. And so are the eagle Christian with their lover. They don't have other lovers. So right before this hits the ground, he goes down, picks it up and he comes up. Drops it. She knows this is covenant, comes in. Not convenient or contractual relationship, but covenant. They go up in the air, look down and say, fall from the sky. And they go up and they start honeymoon together. Wow, say wow. <laughs> Very romantic this morning. And then, <clears throat> so we had the identity, there are eagles. We have built on the foundation. And if we had the time, we spend a whole time with the leaders. How do we build healthy eagles nest on the rock in the season? And then how do we create a culture? They change culture. But I want you to see then eventually intimacy happens from identity, intimacy. And then out of that, there's eaglets. I've seen some of the beautiful eaglets. I saw this father. I don't know if you saw him, but I stood there. I walked up. I got so teared up because it was like a picture. But he was adoring and dancing with his little girl and kissing and loving. And she's just, and I just saw Papa God with his sons and daughters. Just adoring. And that's my boy. That's my son. Whoa. And just feeling that dance. It's not so much about balance. It's about rhythm. Just flow. So anyway, here we are. Wow. These eaglets are coming in, two eaglets in this nest, and whoa, life is good. You can put, if you take notes, I know I put 12 hours, cramp it in, 30, Deuteronomy 32, 11, and Exodus 19, 4, just a couple of more scripture points. The one of them, it's like an eagle stirs up a nest, hover over his young. The other one, oh, do you remember how I took you out of Egypt and I bore you on eagle's wings? Twice God describes himself as an eagle. And there's 30 analogy for us to be like eagles. Are you okay? So here this stirring is going on in the nest, but this time they made this comfortable nest and we've had a comfortable nest and better we were in the season. And Kashaba, whoa, this is wonderful here. Everything is good. We're enjoying the nest and healing and presence and glory and this and that. And wow, we're enjoying this new generation coming in. It's like, and then this time mama comes and he has, she has that look in the eye because before mama goes out and here's a little squirrel and those little eaglets are... We have conferences and prophecies and little fresh meat here. And wow, I love this. <laughs> but we, you were not just born to be in the nest. You were born to soar. So then there's this, he starts to throw over the comfort. So mama comes home and she stirs up the nest. She takes these wings and creates wind. And eventually all the comfort is gone. And those little eaglets are standing on these sticks. <laughs> mama, mama, it's hurting me. And I'm telling that even to parents in this season that because some of us here, we have to helping our children even now to be able to sharpen some of what they're walking on because there's going to be future serpents. And we cannot just soften. I'm not talking about being hard. I'm just talking about we need to help those eaglets to 
some of the resistance and not just enable or escape. Just a little wisdom. So in this pattern, mama comes in and suddenly she takes one of the eagles on her wing. Wow, this is a little eagle. Mom, I get to soar like mama and papa. This is amazing. Oh, it's love. And then mama does something, takes the wing in and... Some of you have been in a free fall season. But the father is up there. And if he could handle a stick. His own body weight from 500 foot. What can he do for you? And here is the word. The father can fly faster than you can fall. The father can fly faster than you can fall. The father can fly faster than you can fall. So there's a lot of people right now, they don't know what's going on. You are in a free fall season. Other ones, there's the stirring up of the nest going on and the comfort is going on. The whole purpose is going to teach you to get out of the nest. And he's going to teach you the enjoyment, experiencing the lifestyle, being full of love and full of power and get more power and wisdom as we continue to grow in intimacy and love with our lover. Because what we're beholding, we're becoming, what we become, we release. I know I go fast. I will have two small little gold nuggets and then we land, okay? And then I'm going to actually sign some books. How you can experience the love awakening. Experience a fresh baptism of love. The first was a baptism of water, reformation. Second reformation, baptism of the Holy Spirit. This was the reformation of love. Where the Father is being restored. And you're stepping into that spirit of sonship that says, Abba, Father. You're stepping into that ocean of love. And he can entrust you with more power and wisdom. A lot of people are crash landing in different areas. <sighs> because sometimes if you have more power, then you have love. We have to go deeper before we can go wider. We need to go lower before we can go higher. We need to become smaller before we become bigger. So anyway, so here this eagle, and I felt there's two small little things that I felt, and because it's different people, this is how, that I'm just sensing there was things in the spirit I want to drop from Papa. And that is that suddenly there's this storm going on, and by the way, the way the eagle then, there was a serpent that has been trying to attack some of the eaglets. What is, this, a, a full-grown eagle is not afraid of serpents. And it's trying to go after the weak. So this eagle takes the serpent and sometimes he takes it and he just crushes it on the rock. But what's another thing the eagle can do? He just takes it higher and higher. There's a zone where serpents cannot live. And I was just, some years ago, I used to spend about 10 years in East Africa. And we had a house right by Kilimanjaro. So I could look at Kilimanjaro from Moshi from a house. And so while we were there, and my guide, I had actually Papa Jack Taylor. We, we, I almost killed my papa. <laughs> You killed your papa. And we did the first stage of Kilimanjaro and they had to carry him down on a stretcher. And none of us were trained. But what the guide said to us when we were heading up on Kilimanjaro, he said, at this moment, he says, there is no mosquitoes, there's no snakes. Because the air is so thin. Last night we started experiencing that the serpents... And the irritation of the mosquitoes cannot live and operate. 
to come up. It's a season. Not maybe it was three flaps and then and a lot of wind that comes against us work. And just take you higher and higher above the storm clouds, up into that place, that resting place of sowing sons and daughters and seeing things from his perspective. In, uh, I remember I went to Congo and we're flying into this jungle area of Congo with a little Cessna with muff, this t- tiny little, and I, it was like a roller coaster. Didn't have much instruments and the storm there. And then I remember the story of one of the muff pilots that realized there was a big rat in his plane that was chewing on the fuel lines. And this pilot is kind of, you're caught between the rock and the hard places. Some of you, you cannot go back, you cannot go forward. You're like Pharaoh, the Red Sea in the front of you and the army behind you. And it's that season. And that was with this pilot. He cannot have the time to land. And he cannot go and kill the rat because he's going to crash. He didn't have autopilot. And then he remember his flight instructor that said, hey, just take that lever and just go higher and higher. And he started to go higher and higher and higher. He started to get a little headache. The ear was thin and a little migraine, but he just continued going higher and higher. And suddenly the rat just popped, exploded. Some of you have had a rat in your health, rat in your finances. There's been rats just been gnawing on your fuel lines. You're burning too much oil. Let's stand to our feet. Holy, holy, holy. I just wanted to honor the time today, this morning, but can we just, those that wait upon the Lord. Waiting is working and working is waiting. Could I just get the worship team? I know parents, you have the grace, three minutes and 12 seconds to bring in all the eaglets. Can we just rest for a few moments? I wanted to just provide some language this morning. Bethel family in Austin. This is a beautiful eagle's nest. Eagles are going to come from all over. And some have broken wings. Some have lost their vision. Some would just come here temporary and would come to this place. And you were created. Just like where David is. Pure water, Bethlehem, there's near the stream. You're going to place this place for them. It's going to be an environment. It's the place where you're going to host. And the wind of the spirit is going to work. And eagles is going to get new feathers, new vision. Some will stay and some will go. You're not going to be known for your seeding capacity, but your sending capacity. And I just couldn't stop last night and this morning and I heard the word sore. And then you came in, Jeff, and started to sing hymns over me. and, And I just knew that it was soaring sons and daughters. And I don't know where you're at in your life. You just wanted to minister in, but I just could feel this thing. First of all, the identity. I think through this very special day, as you blow your shofar, your trump, and I get the clarity into the air of knowing who you are and who you are in the middle of it. But I also sense so many of us in the middle of the free fall in life. I got that diagnosis. Here was another attack, or here was another thing. And in the middle of it, just recognizing the Father is there and He can fly faster than you and I can fall. So stop and just allowing the Father to work and you enter into that resting place. Some of you are experiencing, well, there's been the mosquitoes. It's constantly, I finished one leak, I fixed this leak and there's another leak and then there's a serpent. And the invitation 
for you in this season. Come, come up higher. Come up to this place, this resting place, above the serpentine lion. Into that resting place. It's a season for that. Because those who wait upon the Lord, you've wrapped yourself up in Him. You're going to renew your strength. You're going to mount over wings as eagle, but also, Renee, you are going to run, and you are going to run, and you are going to run. Better family, you're going to run, but you're going to run and not grow weary. There's one thing to run. We've run in the previous season, but I have battle fatigue. A lot of us have battle fatigue. It's been hard. But that's what Jeff sang over me, and since he spoke that over me, I'm sharing with you. Let us together wrap ourselves up in him and allow him to renew our strength. Let us just allow in the baptism of love and let the power and wisdom flow. Let us be environment changes because he has changed our environment. Stop checking the temperature and setting the thermostats or the temperature that we're in. So I'm just going to give it over to the leadership and there's maybe people in here you are not saved yet. And maybe it's because you didn't know that you could experience the miracle of going from a chicken to an eagle. Oh, we're going to give you an opportunity. There's a whole different lifestyle. Other ones, you just need renewal. You're tired. Is there anybody that has been tired in this season? It's just, we're into this. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of battle fatigue. So we, this is an invitation for you for a different way of operating. Anyone going through a free fall? Let me see. Now, hey, there's some free fall season. And then there's other ones here that's just sensing that, well, there's some poison. Is there serpent has been biting in this season? Going after your marriage, after your children, going after the serpent is there. And then in the middle of all of that, we're going to go up to this place where the enemy cannot continue. And God starts to work as you are resting. Holy, holy is his love. Thank you so much for allowing us to be part of the Battle family. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.